Welcome to Season of Change, Transforming Your Life Through the Power in the Word of God. I have my guest here tonight from Michigan, United States of America. Her name is Donna. She's an author and writer, and she's also a master class teacher. In on the, she's a specialist. She's a counselor, and she's uh, the CEO of Vibrant Living. And she has authored some books, and part of her books, we have the key to transforming your life. And the other one is the umbrella on a sunny day. Uh, we allow her to introduce herself briefly. She's a speaker too also. She speaks and she's well known online and even in the physical seminars all over the world. So she's here with us on season of change, transforming your life through the power and the word of God from Nigeria, West Africa. Ma, can you please introduce yourself? Yes, I can. It is my pleasure to be here with you um, today to share about um, ways that we can improve our lives and grow and learn. I am a life mastery coach and um, a wife and a mom and also a grandmother. So those are some of the things that are important to me. And my passion is to help people live to their fullest potential. Wow. Thank you very much. That is a nice one. It's good to be a parent and a wonderful parent. And I know that you are a wonderful parent, a wonderful mother, and a wonderful wife to your husband. Thank you for giving us your time. We'll be discussing tonight on the topic titled Living by Design, Not by Default. Ma, what do you have to say about this topic? So many of the times we feel like, at least I have, maybe you can tell me if you resonate and you and the listeners, it feels like we are a um, victim almost to our circumstances, as if we can't, we just having to cope and react to things that are happening. And the life by design, not by default, is how can we create the life we would actually love and not just be reacting, but be proacting using our spiritual intelligence to be able to do that. So it is a powerful uh, way to live. Okay, thank you very much. Using our spiritual intelligence to do that living by design. Yes. What do you mean can man design his or her own life? We can. We can with God's help. So that's where I'm coming from with when I say spiritual intelligence. And let me get, let me describe a little bit more what I mean is coming from the place that we actually realize that we're a spirit living in a body, having a human experience that we're bigger than our body. And when my body is done, I'm not ending. I'm going, I believe I'm going to be with God. And so learning, learning that I can live from my spirit and let my spirit be dominant not my mind or my flesh be dominant and be able to co-create with God and bring the kingdom of God to this earth as well as to my life. Does that sound intriguing? 
Okay, that is great. And that means you're trying to tell me you're introducing the lost prayer. You're working according to the lost prayer that, 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 that said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. It is working in alignment with that. Yes, that is correct. Okay, thank you very much. And when you said working by living by design and not by default, what is the meaning of default? <clears throat> to me, the meaning of default is just living by whatever happens to me. Whatever circumstances happen, then I'm just reacting to it as opposed to um, being a co-creator of my world and being able to not react, but respond. It's a big difference between responding and reacting to it. So in this um, program that I have designed myself and created, I go through six and eight gifts that God has given us and also 13 laws of the spirit that the way that God, it's working like the law of gravity, except they're laws of the spirit. They're working yes. whether you like it or not. If you jump yes. out of a tree, gravity will react. And if yes. you work with these laws of the spirit, they're going to operate whether you work them for your benefit or whether they work against you, if you will, that you don't work in harmony with them. So some of the gifts that I'm talking about, one of the ones is imagination. Now we use our imagination all the time for negative. It's actually worry. If we really want to call it what it is, is we worry and we use our imagination to picture things not going well. But what if you used your imagination to picture the promises of God coming true in your life? Picture the, that your desires and the things that you dream that are in harmony with God created the desires in us and being able to imagine that happening and going well. Actually, imagination is just faith in action. It's just where are you putting your faith? Can you relate to that? Yes. Okay. Yo, I want to ask you a question now. The Bible said in Psalm 2. Now, the people imagine vain things. They want to tell me that even when we imagine, if we have evil imaginations, it can manifest in our physical life. Mm -hmm. It will manifest in our physical life. It can. Um, what, what part of Psalms 2 are you referring to? That's Psalm chapter 2. Why the, the nation range and the people imagine vain things? That's the first one of it. That's like two. I wanted to take a look at it. So I'm looking that up so that I can understand what you're exactly asking me. Um, but yes, that it says, why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yes. I don't know the version of the Bible you're using, but King James Version said, why did the agents arrange and the people imagine vain things? You're talking about imagination. Mm -hmm. Well, imagination, well imagination can be used both ways, as I said. It can be used to the negative and it can be used for the positive. Either way, it's faith. It's faith in the negative or faith in positive. 
Okay. So that's good. Thank you very much. We'll proceed on our questions. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about living by design, not by default. Yes. Is man born with a default life or is man born with a life designed? We have a life designed by God, by birth, or we have a life designed on a default that we have to design it ourselves? Okay, well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy those kind of questions. Uh, God designed a life for us, but just okay. like in the Garden of Eden, we can decide if we want to follow that life or not. We have a choice whether we want to follow God, God's design for our life and what he planned for us. He put the desires in our hearts. And we need to decide whether we want to be in alignment and choose God's way or not. So we have a choice. If we didn't have a choice, we would just be robots. Okay. Then if God has designed a life for us that we ought to live, then and I choose to design a new life for myself. How then will I fulfill destiny? Why do you think you're designing a life separate from God? Now you said something that we can choose to design to, we can choose to follow the design that which God has for us from the beginning in the garden of Eden. And we can decide to design a new life for ourselves. How can, how are we going to that's, fulfill that's this? Not, that's not what I said. Okay. I said, I said, we can choose to live a life by default allowing circumstances to just happen or we can work in cooperation and partnering with God and create the life that we would love by, by design. That's okay. what I said. Okay. Okay. Now I have some people here in Nigeria, mm -hmm. in, the, some part, in the part of Nigeria where I live that believed that whatever happens to man is by God, whether he will, or good. What do you have to say about this? Is that a life designed by God that we should fall victim of evil or good circumstances? I disagree with their statement that everything that happens in the world, God designed it. That okay. is not true. If that was true, then God contradicts himself because he said he wants all mankind to be saved he wants everyone to live an abundant life. That's what God designed. But we live in a fallen world. There is sin here and we have choice and men do evil things. So if I am mugged, God didn't design it. God didn't want me to have it. He's the answer for me to get out of it. And he's my way of escape, but he did not design the evil or he would be a double-minded God. And that doesn't make sense. So there is evil reigning in the world right now until Jesus returns. And so everything that happens to us is not God's will, but he does know it, that it's going and provides a way of escape. God is the answer, not the problem creator. Okay. Let me ask you this, what you said now, I want to compare it. I want us to compare it to what happens to Job in the Bible. Yep. The Bible makes us to understand that Satan took permission from God 
to ought Job. Right. And Job takes away what belongs to Job. And now you said God is not the problem, is the answer. Why did God permit that in the life of Job? Because Job feared it. It says, Job says, what I feared came upon me. Job is the one that opened the door to evil by his fearing and worrying. And he opened the door for evil to come to him by his thoughts and actions. So when we fear things, a lot of times they do come upon us. And that's what Job said. But, but God protected Job through it all. And it only lasted nine months. And then God restored double everything that Job ever had. So God was the answer, not the causative. Job chose fear. Job chose worry. And there is repercussions when we step out of faith into fear. Okay, now you are telling us to build our faith, not to build our fear. Yes, we need to feed our faith, not our fear. So now what you're telling me that mostly what kills people is fear, not even the death that kills people. is because of the fear to die. That's why they died. I didn't say that. <laughs> That's not what I said at all. You're putting words in my mouth. No, I'm trying to understand because you said Job fear. Yes. What Job fear is happened to him, befall him. And now people are dying of, let me use the well, issue wait. of. You know, you, you ask me what happened to Job and yes. I gave you an answer. But yes. we can't use Job's life as a litmus paper for what is, or a ruler to what is happening to everyone. And that yes. is old covenant. That is Old Testament before Jesus died for us. Now we're walking in a new covenant. The same rules don't apply because I'm in a new covenant now. So is, is fear detriment to my life? It's not. <clears throat> Everything that we think and, spe- and speak is like a seed that's being planted. And every crop is going to come forth. It's just determining what kind of crop you want to be harvested to you. So I am not saying just because you're afraid you're going to die. Job didn't die. Job didn't die either. Yes, I know. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is this, that for instance, when a man falls sick, And maybe the sickness is getting serious. Mm-hmm. And at the point, it begins to build fear in his heart. Will that lead him to death? Or is that what leads man to death? Maybe the fear of the sickness, not allowing, build, maybe not building his faith that, oh, I will overcome these things. Is that what leads to the death of people while they are sick? Or maybe death comes at his own will. Well, that is a question that we've been trying to solve for a long time is why do people get sick? And I don't have the answer for that for everyone because I don't think the answer is the same for everyone. But I do know that if I am sick, 
And the more I'm afraid of dying, the more likely that I could die. Then if I'm in faith and confident and and in my, in God being able to help my body to heal, I am more likely to live. Again, it's what seeds am I planting will produce a harvest, but I don't have the answer why everybody gets sick. Jesus had said that there was multiple reasons why different people were sick. And sometimes it's just, we're in a fallen world. Okay. Thank you very much. I want you to give us some steps that one could will take in order to live life by design and not by default. What are the steps to take? <laughs> um, I can tell you some clues to do that, but it isn't a necessarily a step-by-step process. It is amazing when we want to have the life that we're working in harmony with God and that we're working in cooperation with him. We would like to say it's just one, two, three, four, and then you will all be better and everything will be perfect. But life isn't like that. So there isn't a one, two, three, four, five step. And then everything is better. It's we want everything, as we would say in America, I want it on a microwave. I just want to do it in for a couple seconds and it's all done. And life doesn't work like that. So I don't have step by steps. I have tools and that I teach in my life by design program to be able to do that. I mentioned imagination. That's one of the gifts that we've been given because we are creative like our father, God. We are created in his image and imagination is one of them. Another one that I described is called intuition. It's really just following our spirit. It's listening to that voice on the inside that's guiding us to do things or not to do things. And that is another gift that we can utilize There are six of them and 13 laws, and I don't have time (laughs) in this specific podcast to cover all of that, but you can give us, you can give us four of the steps and maybe just give us three of the laws. Um, the, as I said before, it's not specific, um, steps. There are different things that I teach in each one to be able to bring that, um, bring the life that you actually want. So I will, I will tell you, I'll go through the gifts and then some of the laws. So I mentioned imagination and intuition, and some of the other gifts are using reason in a different way than you've ever thought of before. And our perception is another gift. When you change your perception, everything in your world changes. And so those are some of the gifts that we have. And then some of the laws, um, there is, uh, everyone has heard of the law of attraction and what you, it's, it goes into what I was saying with the seeds. It's what I plant. I reap. Yes. And the law of thinking is another one. Jesus said, take every thought captive. The Bible says Jesus didn't. Paul said it. Take every thought captive. And how do you renew your mind? And so it, it is the thoughts that I think create the emotions and the actions that I take, which actually creates my life. So if I can become more aware of the laws, the thinking that I'm having, 
And so I, it is called a law of thinking because thinking the thoughts that we think begin to create our life. If I walk around worrying all the time, it's going to produce a harvest. Like yes. is going to attract like. Things are going to be harmonizing. So if I'm harmonizing more with the kingdom of God and the way the kingdom operates, my life will turn out different than if I'm walking in fear and worry and doubt all the time. Does that make sense? Yes. So now I want you to give way out. Maybe for instance, we find somebody living a life of default, not living by design. Mm -hmm. What are the way out? We know we have so many people living in this world, allowing circumstances to control their life, and they accept everything that comes their way to be a normal thing. How do you help such person? to find their way out to live by design. So your question is, is that how do I help a person who is living as if whatever comes my way is from God and I just have to handle it to a person, to a person who wants to work in harmony and live by design. That's your question. Yes. Yes. The first, the first statement is, is even the belief that it's possible to create mm. a life by design because the mm. belief system is, is that God is, you know, God made me sick and there must be something that I got to learn out of this. If it's coming mm. from that place that whatever happens to me is God's doing it. The first step is changing your belief that God didn't create bad. God doesn't create evil. It says, no, mm-hmm. let no man say he is tested by God and tempted by God. Yes. Yes. And yes. so just the belief that that is not the case, that I have the capability to co-create with God and make a difference in this world, working in harmony with him is simply shifting that belief. That's the first step. If you don't shift it, not nothing I say will make a difference. So it's learning to be able to make that shift. First of all, the second thing is really listening to your spirit, your intuition, whatever word makes sense to you and saying, what kind of life would I love? What is it that's a desires of my heart that would help others and make a difference in the world as well as bless my family and my, and people in my life that would be a positive for everyone that touches my life. What would I love to have and spend some time asking yourself, what would you love? When you get that, then ask, what's one baby step that I could take to make that a reality? Because anytime we dream in harmony with God, it's going to be bigger than something I can accomplish on my own. If I could accomplish it on my own, I would have already done it. And they're always so big that it just like, what? It it just startles me whenever I sit and listen to my spirit and co-creating with God, it's always big. And so you ask yourself, what's the one thing I could do? What's one little step that I could take and listen on the inside, not your head. Listen on the inside. What is one step I could take to move toward the vision that God has placed in my heart? Thank you very much. That is a nice one. I want to ask you a question. We just have some few minutes more. 
before we bring it to a close. But I believe that we have to help some people in life in order for them to get or to, to understand the purpose of God for their life so that they can live a life by design. What are the words that we need to use for such people so that they can, it, they can come to their understanding that this is what God have for you? So your question is, what words could we use to help somebody yeah. realize that yes. they need God in their life? Is that really, is that what you're asking me? Yeah. They need to understand God's purpose for their life in order to live a life of design by God. One of the main things that I run into that is thoughts that prevent us from accepting and, and stepping into what God might have designed for us is people think that if, if God has me do it, it's got to be hard and it's got to be something I don't like. And it's going to be something that they take me away from my family, or I'll have to work at something I don't like as if God has some bad plans for you. But Jeremiah 23 says, the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, is to prosper you and to bless you and to give you hope and a future. The first step in making that is realizing that God is for them. One of the questions that I ask people is, do you know any of your children, let's say your children or someone, if you don't have children, someone you know, do, is there anyone in your life that you would allow to die for someone else? No. Would you give your little girl to there's die nobody. for die for somebody else? And there's nobody, absolutely nobody that we would allow our children to die for. But God did. God did. Yes. God allowed his son to die for us. And if he did that, don't you think he wants us to be happy? Don't you think he wants the best for you? It isn't that he wants you to be miserable and it isn't that he wants you to stop having fun. He designed the laws and the way things work to keep us from hurting ourselves, to keep us from harm, to keep us from a lot of things that are painful. And what causes us pain is generally getting out of harmony with what God has designed. So that's what I would tell them is God is for you. God loves you. The simple verse, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. If, if people can grasp that, everything changes. Okay, let me ask you a question from the perspective of we, the Africans, mm -hmm. and from our belief, understanding about religion. We have a belief here in Africa that sometimes where you pass through, the, you're passing through difficulties, God is God that allow it is in order for you to learn from it. Is it, is that true? God is allowing it to the respect that he has given man free choice. And a lot of our difficulties we created or some other man created. And so he has given man free choice 
So in that respect, he's allowing things to occur. Can we learn through difficulties? Sometimes, sometimes we do it again. (laughs) We don't always learn, (laughs) but we have the capability of learning and growing through adversity. Mankind gets stronger through adversity and there's a lot of it, but do I believe that God is causative in it? No, that's not what I personally believe. Wow, thank you very much. I love your belief, and your belief is affecting me even as we're talking now. And I like your faith. Your faith is very strong in God. And I want you to ask, I want to ask you questions this now. The Bible makes us to understand that faith defiles, cause the heart to be weary. That hope deferred, sorry, hope deferred mm-hmm. brings, cause the heart to be weary. Yes. Why? Sometimes when we have hope, things, when it doesn't work, it brings sorrow to our heart. Does that mean that God has neglected us or God is not ready to answer us at that point? Can I ask you a question in, in response to that? Yes, uh, you can ask me. What caused the heart, the hope to be deferred? Was well, it actually, was it actually, let me two part question. Was it actually the delay or was it the thoughts the person was thinking? Sometimes delay. But can and I have a, could I, could I stay, maybe, could I stay um, in, in hope when there's a delay? And can I, choose to get sad and my hope is deferred by the thoughts that I'm thinking. When it comes down to it, it's the thoughts you're thinking because you get to choose if your hope is deferred. It's not the circumstances that's in control. You are. So you get to choose just because it's been a month. Some people get tired of waiting. Some people can be happy and believe God for years. It's not the circumstances that makes the decision. It's you. You get to choose whether your hope is deferred. You get to choose whether you want to stay believing or not. And it's the words you think. It's the things that you speak that determine whether your hope is deferred. So I want you to give encouragement or advice to those searching that are in that searching for way out of their circumstances. Maybe in one way they've lost hope, their faith is weak, or their maybe their faith, some people faith is gone already. They no longer have faith. Fear has gripped their heart. Mm-hmm. What advice or what words of encouragement do you have for such people? For, for people who are feeling hopeless and lost, I want you today to say that all you have to do is call out to God. He hasn't gone anywhere. He is still for you. And remember what I said is, do you know anyone that you would let someone you love, or perhaps your child, die for. 
and remember how much he loves you and that he is for you and he is the answer. Lift up your eyes, quit looking at your circumstances and look to God and quit. This is not a, if I was in person with you and looking you in the eye, we would talk more about what's really troubling you. But since we are at a distance, this is, this is what I can do at the moment is to look you in the eye and tell you that God loves you. He is for you. The plans that he has for you are good, not to harm you. And if you can remember that and just lift up your eyes and ask him to help and quit looking at the circumstances, change your focus from the problem to the answer then everything will begin to shift in your life. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We have just two minutes Mm -hmm. to go. I just want you to say a word of prayer for those who are yet to give their life to Christ. Many are outside there not knowing this Christ that we're talking about. And how will they live a life of design that is designed by God when they don't know the one that is Christ, that is Jesus Christ? Please, can you say the word of prayer for those that are yet to give their life to Christ? Sure. Father, I just thank you and praise you that you love us and that you are drawing those to you that her law, I don't know you yet. You are always pulling people to you. And that those who haven't created an intimate relationship with you, Holy Spirit, that you would just pull on their heart, guide their steps, put the right people in their paths. And those people that are hurting that I talked about to you a few minutes ago, comfort them, comfort them mm-hmm. and bring them peace, bring them wisdom but help them to lift up their eyes so that they can look to you and not look at their problem. And we thank you, Father, that you call all men to you. And we just bless the listeners of this podcast everywhere that it reaches that people's hearts would be touched and realize how much deep and high and breadth that they are loved in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. I want you to use this minute to tell people about the living, uh, vibrant living. Just talk to people about it. Vibrant Living International's passion is to help people know their true identity so they can know who they really are so that they can live a life that God has designed for them. So I want you to live vibrantly. And through that, I meet with people and coach people in groups as well as one-on-one and if you are listening and you, and I, and I have cl- people that I work with all around the world. And if there, if this sounds something that you would like to learn more about, I recommend that you schedule a complimentary consultation with me and ask the questions that you would like to ask so that we can help you be all that you can be and live a life that you actually love. I believe in you and I know all things are possible. Please, can you tell people your social media handle so that they can get in touch with you? 
Um, the best way is to go to my website, and that is the letter I, vibrantliving.com. And I, I assume that those links will be in the show notes. Again, it's the letter I, vibrantliving.com. And I am on Facebook and other social media as well. Thank you very much. God will bless you and increase you. And I'm promising you this on this podcast that uh, your will request for an article from you that will be publishing in a magazine that will be coming out by March. Mm-hmm. For month of March, April, and May, we'll be publishing your article. We'll be requesting for that. And we want you to give us an article, not too bulky, but at least more than not more than two page, but at least a meaningful writing. We'll be publishing it and we'll be placing putting your podcast for adverts and okay. a part of the page of the uh, Sunrise Rising Sun magazines. Okay. That will be published. It's one of the part of the ministry, Joseph Jeremiah Ministry. is one of our hands, like as the uh, season of change. And we use that to minister to people, send it around, share it through email. It's an mm-hmm. e magazine that people read wide, send it through mails to people. We have people that used to help us to share it too through okay. correspondence all over the world. And we believe that this message is going to change life, renew life and transform life. And I know by the grace of God, we will be having you more on this program because I will still want you to talk about so many topics that I find on your page. And I want you to develop a new topic that you will be discussing with us maybe anytime we call on you. And I want to appreciate you for giving us your time I know that you are a busy woman before, <laughs> I know very well that you're a busy woman. Even before this meeting could hold, I know how much I tried to convince <laughs> you. And, and I almost said you're too rigid, but I thank God that today I can find smile on your face. <laughs> I appreciate you for that. And I thank you and I thank God for the spirit, the Holy Spirit in you. And I believe we'll still have more of you on this program. Can you tell people, just tell people about season of change, transforming your life, about the word of God. Tell them how just little what you've enjoyed on this platform. Yes, I would be happy to share that. And it's been a pleasure meeting you and being able to talk with you. I absolutely love technology and being able to meet people around the world. To me, it's so much so much fun. And you asking questions about how people who live where you live believe. Um, I love those kind of conversations so that we can go in depth. So it's been a pleasure being here and I'd love to talk with you about another episode. Thank you very much. This is Season of Change, transforming your life through the power in the word of God. We're bringing the recording to full stop and we pray that we'll meet again on this platform on another new episode. Thank you very much. Thank you, our guest. God bless you and keep you. Till we meet again.